Good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas to you. We are glad you are here and came out, and we are so thankful that God made it a lot warmer today, aren't you? It would have been painful to come out. So we're happy that you're here to celebrate tonight, and um, we are just excited to get started. So if you would just stand with me, we're going to open with a song, but I'd like to pray with you first, and um, we'll just get tonight started. So would you pray with me, Lord Jesus? We thank you so much for this evening that we get to celebrate your coming together. Lord, I pray that tonight will be a night that's different from every other Christmas Eve that we've had. I pray that your spirit feels free to move here. And Lord, I pray that you will become tangible to us in some way, that you will speak to our hearts in a way that we haven't heard you before. And Lord, I just pray that we will be able to honor you with our praises tonight as we sing to you and as we celebrate you. And I just thank you for being here, Lord, and bringing these wonderful people here, Jesus, out in the cold weather. We thank you for the white Christmas that you've given us and just the blessings of today, just gathering together. So, Lord, we love you, and we just thank you once again for coming to this place as such a tiny little baby in such a miraculous way. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Would you sing with us?
Listen, would you guys turn and just wish the people around you Merry Christmas? Just welcome them in. Say they're glad you're here. Good evening. Love has come. Is that an incredible line? I want to tell you right up front, if I was Jesus, I wouldn't have done what he did for me. I understand how he could do that for you. I'm, I'm blown away. I walked in this evening, and the worship team is up here, and I started weeping. I, it's just that good for me that I got in, loved by the King of Kings. Listen, I have a couple announcements to make. Um, did everybody get candles when you came in? If you don't have one, we have a basket. And, the, and, the, and we're not letting the children play with fire tonight, so they, uh, they have glow sticks. And when the appropriate time is there, the, I guess they just break them. Uh, I had a six-year-old tell me a while ago how to make them work. I didn't know that. Um, tomorrow morning we'll have a, a Christmas service. Uh, it'll also be abbreviated, kind of like we're trying to do tonight. I know you have families and lots of gatherings going on. It's important that we keep Christ at the center of what we're doing. The other thing I want to tell you is we have an offering box back at the back, and that's how the offering will be taken tonight. When you leave, if, if you uh, want to make a donation, uh, tithes or offerings, they go in that box because we're not going to pass the plate tonight. people of Israel hadn't heard from God for 400 years. There had been silence from Malachi until an angel shows up and speaks uh, to Zacharias. I don't know which would have been worse. Having the prophets come and tell you how you weren't measuring up and what was going to happen and all those things. And come to think about it, I do know what would happen because the people stoned them often. But the silence, like God had turned his back and wasn't paying attention. And that wasn't true. That isn't what was happening. But it must have seemed like that for the children of Israel. I'm going to read some excerpts from the Christmas story. Not all of them, but I want to share this story to prepare you for another story I want to tell you. From Luke chapter 1. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar, and when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled. And fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall neither drink wine nor strong drink, 
He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will also go before him in the spirit and the, pow and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Six months later, Gabriel, the same angel who spoke to Zacharias about John, and the same angel, the messenger angel who came from heaven to answer Daniel's questions when he had visions and he couldn't understand them and he, he pleaded that he would know what God had to say. And it was Gabriel who sent. And Gabriel shows up again. It's now the sixth month from Luke chapter 1. And the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come into the Come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and she considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him a throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I know no man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And now from Matthew chapter 1. Now this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was, a faith, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. If you'll cue that, please. Standing at the manger, he saw with his own eyes the message from the angel come to life. And Joseph said, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why him with all the rulers in the world? Why? 
a strange way to save the What a strange way to save the world. I'm amazed when I think about it. I know just a little bit about God's holiness, his demand for righteousness. And he knew what was going to happen before any of the sin ever took place here. To answer all the questions that Joseph asked in this song, why here? Why this place? Why Bethlehem? Why, why in a stable? And why now? Why me? I'm just a simple carpenter. And why? Why now? Why her? She's an ordinary girl. Why now? The answer to the question is, God had a plan. It was always in his plan. I think it's a strange thing, but when John the Baptist looked at Jesus, he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The plan was for John to be here to be the forerunner, to, to come in the spirit of Elijah to proclaim, prepare your hearts for God, because God's got something to do with his people. The Messiah came. And now you and I have a way. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. The blood of lambs and bulls would not cut it. Because 
Jesus exchanged his righteousness for our sin. He gave his life willingly for us. There's a Scripture in Galatians chapter 4 says this, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son to a woman born under the law. At just the right moment, the perfect moment in time. What I thought about from the time that, that uh, Pastor Ben asked me if I would, would speak uh, tonight and tomorrow, I knew immediately the things I wanted to talk about. I want you to think with me just for a moment about what was going on in heaven. What did the angels, what did the four and twenty elders do when Father reached over and put his hand on the son's knee and said, Son, it's time. Do you think it was just an ordinary day in heaven if they had days and nights? Something incredible. It had to be one of the most exciting times in, in all of eternity to know that the time has come. I don't know if the angels understood it all. But I think the four and twenty elders would have caught those crowns and laid them down and wept as the sun stood up to come and trade tr trade his kingly robes for swaddling cloths, rags to be wrapped to identify with us to come and fully identify with who we are and what we've done and yet not sin Somebody has written this, and I found this after I was preparing this. I said, what that moment must have been like when heaven's great treasure shred his kingly grandeur and donned merely mere clay. Uh, did the angels for a moment hold their breath and look on with astonishment? When he who was from the beginning took upon himself the form of a, of, of a, a speechless child, or the, the, I lost where I was at. When he who was from the beginning took upon himself the form of a servant, did the eternal realm halt just for a heartbeat and stand speechless? In their wonder, when the king of kings exchanged his majestic robes for swaddling clothes, surely it must have been a beautiful, awe-inspiring moment. I believe that that story is going on right now in your life and our life. He who came as the light of the world said in Matthew 5 to his disciples, who, the people around him on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, you are the light of the world. It's passed to us here and now. Here's my second story. And it's a little closer to our time frame. It was the night of the annual Christmas pageant audition in a little town called Cornwall. It was an especially big deal for the children of the town. They try to get, they have to go out and try out for the roles and they all want to be a part of this uh, pageant that happens in their community. Which leads us to the problem of Harold. Harold really wanted to be in the play too. But he was, well, he's, he's kind of slow, and he's a simple kid. And the directors were ambivalent to, 
I mean, they, they, they knew Harold uh, would be crushed if he didn't get a part. And they were afraid that he might mess up the town's magic moment. But finally, they decided to cast Harold as the innkeeper, the one who turns Mary and Joseph away on the night that Jesus is to be born. And he had only one line, I'm sorry, we have no room. Well, no one in that community could imagine what that one line was about to do to everyone's Christmas. The night of the pageant came, and the church is packed as usual. Christians, uh, the Christmas story is unfolding before them according to plan. The angels are singing, and Joseph's dream, and then the trip to Bethlehem. And finally, Joseph and Mary arrive at the door of Bethlehem Inn, and they looked appropriately tired. And Joseph knocked on the door. And Harold was there, and he opened the door. And Joseph asked his question right on cue. Do you have a room for the night? And Harold froze. But after a long pause, Harold mumbled his line. I'm sorry, we have no room. And with a little coaching, he shut the door, and the directors heaved a sigh of relief, relief prematurely. As jo Mary and Joseph disappeared into the night, the set suddenly started to shake again, and the door opened, and Harold was back. And then, in an unrehearsed moment that folks would not soon forget, Harold went running after the young couple across the stage, shouting with a loud voice, Wait, wait, don't go, Joseph! Bring Mary back. You can have my room. I think little Harold may have understood the real issue of Christmas better than anyone that was in that audience that night. How can you leave Jesus outside? How do we do that? You have to make room for Jesus. And that may be an issue for some of us this Christmas. What do you do with the Son of God who loved you enough to offer himself on a cross to bear your sin? What do you do with him? There's never been anyone like him. Jesus might be standing at the door of your life right this moment. Maybe you're here and you kind of burn out on that church stuff. I get it. But just in case Jesus happens to be knocking on your door tonight, the door of your heart, what if, what if he quits doing that soon? All of a sudden, that being drawn stops. And you just have to ponder, what if, what if I miss my chance? Holy Spirit, come and touch our hearts. We need Christmas. We need Christ in us, the hope of glory every one of us. Don't let us leave without being connected to you. I ask that in Jesus' name. We're going to worship the Lord together. He's worthy.
you have a crazy imagination. If you know me, you can guess. It was kind of out there. But boy, that song, what a strange way to save the world and how he came. Pretty amazing that he would make himself that small and he would use a shepherd that was considered the lowest of the lowest and one that was considered not trustworthy. He couldn't even be a witness in a court of law because they were known as thieves. And yet God used that shepherd to announce that he was the Messiah and his birth. God's ways aren't our ways. It's pretty miraculous when you see that. So thank you, Larry, for, for sharing that. We're going to worship together, and I want you to be comfortable so you can stand or you can sit and soak it up. Whatever, whatever God leads you to do, I want you to feel comfortable to feel free to do that. But we're just going to spend time with him right now.
stand with me to sing the next couple of songs you guys are familiar with, I'm sure. And we'll just join in together. Stars are bright. 
me we're not going to do instruments on this guys so i just want you to sing silent night holy night all is calm all is So will have a basket for you to place them in when you leave. I want to do a benediction here. I speak life, life in Christ Jesus over you and over your families. May he make his face shine upon you. May he bless you. May you sense his presence with you in your family gathering. May you find a time in that gathering to ask one another, tell me about your story. How did you come to Christ? And may you be bold in sharing yours. We are the light of the world because of what he's done for us. Go in the blessings of the Lord.
serve.